Trudeau announced a $252 million emergency aid package for our farmers. Steve Bamford is president of the Toronto Wholesale Produce Association. He joins the show right now. Steve, good to have you on. Uh, Thanks for having me. You know, uh, yesterday's announcement isn't even close to the $2.6 billion emergency fund requested by the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. Their president, Mary Robinson, compared it to being given a bucket of water to throw at your burning house. Is that about right? That's 100 percent right. Mary said it extremely well. Okay, so can you try and tell us where this falls extremely short and what you think the, the feds could have done that would be a little bit more helpful for our farmers? Well, simply, if we just look south of the border, back in April 17th, the USDA, um, through the U.S. government, announced $19 billion um, to aid farmers um, directly. There was $16 billion in direct support for losses for agricultural producers, and then a USDA distribution program of $3 billion uh, for fresh produce, dairy, and meat. Um, If we equate that back to what we were asking for in the 2.6 and the and we ended up with $252 million. While it's appreciated to be thought of, it's, it's a small drop in the bucket, and it won't help out most of the people who actually require it. So we are in food security issues here going forward with a lot of growers simply just not willing to uh, to plant for because of the uncertainty of the times that we're currently in. Were you shocked when the number was so low? We were, based on the, the ask. Um, it, it's not insulting, and... and to be fair, the government did say there will be more money coming. Um, however, there just doesn't seem to be any information as to what, where, and how that will be. I, you know, I have been told on Twitter that uh, sometimes I can uh, overreact when it comes to this pandemic. But when you talk about uh, food insecurity, that is something that we need to take very seriously, not to freak people out, not to make people paranoid. But when I hear that some farmers are um, considering whether or not they plant this year, that makes me slightly concerned. Can you try and put uh, the farmers' needs or current needs in perspective when it comes to the decision on if they put something in the ground or if they don't? What is that based on? Uh, It's simply based on a small farmer can have a million or a $2 million investment to plant um, their crops and decide by the time that they go through planting all the way to harvesting to not know that they're going to sell that product. So they're better to leave their land um, not planted and and simply just take the loss on the taxes of of the land versus putting all that investment in, packing and and hoping to find someone to sell that product to. The floral industry has just gone through a a horrible situation recently. So the most growers are are looking at that and saying, is that what we're going to anticipate for harvest time? See, I think people are scratching their heads, Steve, because they think, well, I'm here. I need to eat. What's the problem? Is it the fact that we don't have restaurants operating right now? And so a lot of this food would have been shipped to restaurants at some point? Some of the product would have been shipped to to restaurants. Some goes to retail. um, And retail demands are are up and down currently. So it's an unknown. We did see the, the crazy buying back in March and then things leveled out. So it's just the uncertainty of the times, not knowing who they can sell to, um, and will there be demand for their product? It's really scaring people away. Along with, um, there is has been issues, as everyone's aware, with the the foreign worker program. Um, and even though the, the government has helped out with some subsidies for it, it's still very difficult to get people in 
um, to the country and for harvest time when we need to bring them in. Um, having them to have to do the, the quarantine in the situation that they have to do is very difficult to ensure that uh, you can have proper spacing in bunkhouses for people. So it's just yeah, I've heard challenges on top of a number of challenges. Steve, you bring you bring that up, and what I heard was uh, that we're having a real problem uh, where asparagus farmers uh, they usually fit. First of all, they get the the migrant skilled migrant workers in because I have had so many emails from people saying there's Canadians that are out of work. Why don't we just use them on our farms? You cannot train a Canadian um, quick enough. You like you can't train someone that lives here quick enough to. These are people that have twenty years of skilled experience under their belts, and they come up year after year to help with the planting and help with the harvesting. I've heard that asparagus farmers were extremely concerned about their future because of the restrictions, not only that are put on them on migrant workers, but the further restrictions that the counties put on them. Um, and and basically, they've said that these bunk houses that fit fifty people. They can only house like six or something now. And so they're also concerned about the lack of insurance if COVID shuts them down, if somebody gets sick. This is a real concern. That is definitely a concern because you you hit the nail right on the head. The the bunkhouses that can sleep 50 people, they're only allowed to put six people because of certain space restrictions. But it's unique uh, municipality by municipality. There could be one bunkhouse and then there could be a farm three kilometers away that's in a different uh, municipality that has totally different rules. So the the rules are not um, set across the board, unfortunately. That's one of the issues that the the growers are are struggling with. The announcement of the the seventy seven million for food processors uh, to help with PPE as well as retrofitting factories. I mean, seventy seven million dollars does not go very far in building a food production plant or changing things. When people have built their plants, it's to maximize the amount of people that can get into a small area. With COVID, it's the complete opposite. So. Mm-hmm. For us to be able to change things around, um, we run a food production plant, and for me to order equipment is four, five, six months away to try and change any of our lines if we had the space to be able to put that in. So those so are concerns. Is the government even listening to you guys when you speak to, you know, I mean, obviously you're talking to the PMO's office. Are they not hearing what you're saying when it comes to what you need? Is that is there a disconnect? There's a disconnect on, on the dollars um, that are coming down the pipe. They are they are hearing, and I believe they're, they're trying to do things to help us. It's just not near enough. That's the problem at this time. Let's talk about the government also announcing yesterday that they would um, put into play a $50 million uh, program for purchase of uh, surplus food. The goal is to redistribute the surplus food to food banks, and that's a beautiful thing to do. It'll help not only the farmers, uh, but it will help out vulnerable people that do not have access to fresh food during this crisis. Give us an idea or a picture of how much food is going to waste or it has gone to waste during this pandemic so far. There's been a lot of food that's gone to waste because of you mentioned earlier about the restaurants. The sizing for retail um, simply isn't there that the, the restaurants would buy the, the larger packs. So the problem is, once again, if you go back to trying to retool a plant, that can't be done overnight. The other problem with the $50 million isn't it pales in comparison to what the U.S. government put in $3 billion. So if you run that back and we're nine times the, uh, they're nine times the population we are, even if you, you took a factor of 10, that still should be about $300 million. Trudeau also referenced some help for the harvest. It was, there were no details there, but what is the major concern with the harvest? Is it migrant workers? And I know that the migrant workers are skilled and they can, 
Uh, they're skilled in the ways of planting uh, and, you know, uh, working with the products throughout the produce throughout the season. But is a harvest a place where you could hire people that are unskilled to maybe come in and, and help out? We could. The, the issue is getting them there six days a week and having them travel from um, the cities to the rural communities where they actually would be working. Um, that's the biggest issue. If you have to make a two-hour commute each way to make um, just above minimum wage, your your cost of your travel is going to be greater than what you're taking back at the end of the day. And plus, uh, realistically, people have the Canadian emergency um, wage subsidy of $2,000. It's not incentivizing any of them to go out there and work on farms. We're speaking with Steve Bamford. He's president of the Toronto Wholesale Products Association. Uh, Steve, Trudeau said that this $252 million is just the initial amount. He's hoping that the provinces will help out. How much faith do you have in the feds coming through with more funds? Oh, we're very hopeful. We keep our fingers crossed, um, and, and that's all we can say. We're, we definitely are in need of much more money for our industry. If you don't get that money, what will the summer, the fall, the winter look like if we don't invest serious funds into our food security in this country? If we don't start doing it now, we're going to have less food available for um, all the Canadians around us. And that would, I guess, translate into higher prices in the grocery stores? We're going to be seeing that for sure. Limited supp- it's a, Our business is dictated by supply and demand. So if there's less supply and the demand is there, the prices will definitely increase. I know you work for producers, but with that in mind, should people be going to garden centers that have now been allowed to open and starting their own small gardens if they have some land? If they have the ability to, um, it won't provide them 100% what they need, but if they're at home and they and they have the time, um, it's something that they should definitely consider. Steve, I want to thank you for your time, and uh, it's it's a pleasure having you on the program. Thanks again.